If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Forensic Psychology is a podcast that provides an illuminating window into the workings of the criminal mind. Now, here's your host, Dr. Carlos. Hi there. Today we're going to be talking about triggers for violent criminality in patients with psychotic disorders. By the way, folks, if you want to support our podcast, share and subscribe. If you're on any platform, that you can hit a like or a five star. That'd be great. That'd be helpful. Help us increase the algorithm. So one of the things we're going to be looking today is absolute and relative risks of violence are increased in patients with psychotic disorders, but the contribution of triggers for violent acts to these risks is uncertain. So I thought this was a fascinating study that I wanted to kind of go over. In addition to identifying risk factors for violence, clarifying the timing of the triggers obviously could provide opportunities to improve risk assessment and management in individuals with psychotic disorders. Now we know patients diagnosed with schizophrenia spectrum and bipolar disorders have higher rates of violent criminal convictions than do the general population. This does not mean everybody with schizophrenia or bipolar will commit a violent crime. But compared to the general population, they do have a higher rate of violent crime convictions. Uh, particularly, they have comorbid substance use disorders as well. A recent systematic review has further identified elevated rates of impulsivity. So this is a, an area in the brain, the prefrontal cortex, that uh, works in that inhibitory capacity. So it's really, we know a lot of people already with um, antisocial personality disorder, psychopathy, have a reduced volume in that prefrontal cortex. Also elevated rates of hostility, as well as non-adherence to treatment. And these are key modifiable factors for violence in individuals with psychotic disorders. But there is a limitation of the literature is the relative neglect of temporal effects. Little is known about triggers that occur within days of the incident violent event. In other non-communicable disorders like cardiovascular disease, triggers have been shown to have an important effect on serious outcomes. For example, modifiable psychological factors like anger or anxiety, elevated work stress, things of that nature can trigger myocardial infarction and stroke. Now what it is, they did a study over in Sweden and correctional and forensic settings on 327 individuals have suggested that certain symptoms, and particularly alcohol intoxication and high doses of benzodiazepines, anxiolytics, may trigger violence with 24, within 24 hours. But we have to be cautious because the generalizability of the findings were limited owing to the small and highly selected sample. More important, it is not known how such triggers act in individuals with psychosis. Less than 20% of those included in previous work had a psychotic disorder. The identification of triggers for violence, as I mentioned, is really important for risk assessment, which is recommended in patients with schizophrenia by systematic reviews, but currently relies mostly on historical factors and is moderately accurate at best. 
To address the lack of evidence on triggers for violence in patients with psychosis, this study used the data coming from uh, Swedish data for approximately 3.1 million individuals between a 30-year period of time that included 64,500 patients diagnosed with psychotic disorders. Now, this is a substantial increase in sample size compared to all the previous work before. By triggers, just to be clear here, that what they mean are proximal close risk factors, including stress lifeful events occurring in the week before the incident of violent offense. Um, they considered triggers that have been either considered as risk factors or consequences of violence in previous studies. They adopted a within individual design, which means each individual acted as his own, as her or her own control across time. This is important because this approach accounts for all constant factors within each individual. They also adjust time varying confounding by adjusting for a comprehensive set of social demographic um, factors, but we're not going to get into all that it's a little too much. We'll just go ahead and go to the uh, results. But one of the things we did find is they, they examined two stressful life events, exposure to violence and parental bereavement. In addition, they examined three injury-related triggers, self-harm, TBI, traumatic brain injury, and unintended injuries. Diagnosis of exposure to violence, TBI, and unintended injuries have been validated. Now, to explore the psychotic or disorders, what they did is they explored moderation effects. They identified individuals with lifetime diagnosis of schizophrenia spectrum disorder and bipolar disorder. The control group that they had were individuals who had never been diagnosed with any kind of psychiatric issue. So now we're going to find out what the results were for this. Just looking at the triggers and what they found in this huge study. So it was a big study. So they conducted this nationwide study. The first thing they found was statistically significant. Associations between all triggers and the rate of violent criminality in the week following the exposure compared with the rate of violent criminality in earlier control periods. So they did find association between all the triggers that we mentioned a minute ago and the rate of violent criminality. For those who are not familiar, statistically significant means it's a greater possibility that something happened because of the preceding factor and not chance. So again, this happened, there's an increasing chance, the increasing likelihood that the precipitating event, the trigger, was what induced the violent crime, not chance. And so you're looking at at least a 95% that it's due to this factor. That's when they say statistically significant. Findings of complementary sensitivity analysis using different diagnostic criteria were consistent with overall findings. More important, they observed that the triggers had less effect as follow-up time increased. These findings support the hypothesis that recent exposure to a stressful life event, an intentional, unintentional injury, or having been diagnosed with substance intoxication increases the short-term risk of interpersonal violence in individuals with psychotic disorders. They found that the absolute risks of violence occurring in the week following exposure to the triggers differed by individual diagnosis, with the strongest effects being observed in patients with schizophrenia. So bottom line, they did find, oh, another one they did find is uh, demonstrated that self-harm increases the risk of, as well of interpersonal violence. And they've generally viewed self-harm as a consequence of interpersonal violence in prior studies and research examining the direction of the association between self-inflicted and interpersonal violence, though, is unconclusive at the moment. Findings do suggest, though, that self-harming patients, particularly those with psychosis, are an important group to be assessed for interpersonal violence. So it looks like definitely the triggers have some kind of an impact. Those triggers that we talked about earlier, some kind of stresses. 
Um, the generalizability, how does it apply to everybody else is an important consideration. There were other studies that were done that found similar results. So again, good news in the sense of being able to find more information so we can look for triggers that contribute to the risk of violent crime in patients with psychotic disorders as well as controls. These findings obviously offer opportunities to improve the monitoring and management of the risk of violence. That's it for now. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.